Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Most of us have dreams and aspirations of taking our health, social life, and career to the next level. Unfortunately, chronic illness can often get in the way and derail these goals. Jaya Jaya Myra knows this all too well. Working as a research scientist pursuing a PhD in cell and molecular biology, she became incapacitated from a clinically diagnosed case of fibromyalgia. Unable to work, she tried conventional medical treatments to no avail. She eventually bounced back to good health through natural alternative methods. If you're living with a chronic illness, fatigue, or daily stress that's keeping you from reaching your full potential, stay tuned for this life-changing segment with Jaya Jaya Myra. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is an internationally acclaimed author, TEDx, and motivational speaker, and creator of The Well Method for Purpose-Filled Healthy Living. She is known as the wellness lifestyle expert and is the go-to media expert on healthy lifestyle, stress management, mindfulness, and food for mood. Myra has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and many publications, including Parade, Today, Reader's Digest, Better Homes and Gardens, Red Book, and much more. In addition, she's a certified yoga instructor and wellness spokesperson for QVC. Her best-selling book, Vibrational Healing, is now available in 10 languages and sold worldwide. Welcome to the show, Jaya Jaya Myra. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's great having you here. You know, you've got this amazing comeback story from debilitating fibromyalgia to becoming this superwoman author, speaker, and wellness lifestyle expert. Share with us how you crossed over to the land of good health, joy, and prosperity. Honestly, uh, I think part of it is based on the way that I started. I was determined from the day that I got that diagnosis to not be sick and to find a way to heal myself. It was very frustrating for me that conventional Western medicine didn't have the answers that I was looking for, especially since I was working as a research scientist, but I knew that there had to be a way to get well. Um, I would say for me that faith and spirituality played a part in that, you know, keeping that faith alive, even though there was no obvious road towards getting better. So since I didn't really know what to do to get better at first, I started focusing on what do I need to do to just get on track and be happy and live my purpose and what do I need to change in my life to just maybe for once be happy, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I know fibromyalgia is one of the most common chronic pain conditions and it affects, I read, over 12 million people in the U.S. and mostly females. How can people know if they have fibromyalgia? How did you know? Is there a specific test that your doctor ran that confirmed it? They pretty much did it based on the pain points in the body, just like the standard methodology. If you have a certain number of like those trigger points that are painful when they touch, that that was a good way that they diagnosed. They also did like a nerve conduction study to make sure that there was no deeper neurological problem. So after ruling that out, they said, well, you most likely have fibromyalgia. There's no real definitive diagnosis for the for the disease because it's more of a syndrome than a disease itself. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's considered one of those wastebasket illnesses that when they can't diagnose you definitively with anything else, but you fit a certain array of criteria, fibromyalgia is one of those diagnoses. 
Yeah, and with children, if they're hurting, they don't know what's going on. Eh, it's just growing pains. <laughs> I don't think growing should mm -hmm. hurt. I don't yeah. know. It's just me. I don't think growing hurt. I don't remember hurting me. <laughs> Let me ask you, I know yeah. with, with chronic illnesses, you know, it, it becomes a roadblock for a lot of people, and whether it's fibromyalgia or autoimmune disease, arthritis or heart disease, millions don't look forward to waking up each day. Is there any advice that you can offer that will add a little zig to people's zag and maybe make them rise and shine each morning with a smile? Definitely. I think it's more in the small things that we choose to do each day, which is going to determine if you get better and feel better or if you're going to stay feeling down. People tend to want to go for that magic pill or miracle cure, but I don't think that that really exists. But the small, simple things that we can do definitely do. And when it comes to boosting mood and getting rid of sadness and depression, mm -hmm. The most recent scientific research actually shows that this is most likely due to inflammation in the body and not due to the chemical imbalance that it was previously thought. So when you incorporate anti-inflammatory foods into your diet, things like uh, turmeric and ginger, for example, that can really help to elevate your mood naturally, as can probiotic and prebiotic foods due to the gut-brain connection. So just small, simple choices in what we're eating or how active we're staying can really make a huge difference in how you feel on a daily basis. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the, the I word, inflammation. I, I interview a lot of conflicting, as you can imagine, authors and experts, you know, with north and left, you know, north, north to south pole differences of opinion, but they all agree on one thing. Inflammation is the root of most disease. So it's interesting you bring up the inflammation. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing we all agree with. So that's great. Are there any, talk to us about like natural remedies for fibromyalgia, like supplements. Did you find anything that worked for you, you know, or is it lifestyle and diet? Is that really the key? I think that supplements can work, definitely. It, it depends on what you're looking for. So for me, I go a lot towards Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. And one of the supplements that I found that helps to boost energy and get rid of fatigue is ashwagandha. It's been known to help stimulate the adrenal glands and just bring things further into balance. So if you're having those fatigue issues and you're tired, whether you have chronic disease or not, ashwagandha is a good thing to turn to. It's one of those supplements that I still, to this day, take on a daily basis. Yeah, I remember back, geez, we're going back 25 years ago, malic acid and magnesium were the big thing for fibromyalgia. Is that still popular for, for treating the uh, syndrome? It wasn't anything that my doctor recommended, but um, I think back in the day there wasn't as much knowledge yeah. on it as there is now. Yeah, well, definitely. I want to ask you, we, we talk about conflicting science that's out there. It can leave people so confused. You know, one day eggs are bad for us, then they're a superfood, and coffee is bad one day, next day prevents disease. Butter, I remember when it used to make us fat, supposedly, now people will put it in their coffee to help lose weight. So it's confusing. I'm curious, mm -hmm. how has your education as a scientist changed your perspective when it comes to all the latest scientific health headlines? Well, the thing is, I don't think that any food is universally good or universally bad, but when it comes to the media, it's very easy to position things that way. Right. So I think it's a matter of really understanding where you, at, where you are at, what you need, what you don't need at a particular time, and finding solutions that work for that. Because yes, coffee has a lot of health benefits. It can also cause a lot of detriment to a lot of people, and especially if they're already consuming too much caffeine. So I think it just comes having that certain amount of self-awareness plays a huge factor in what you should or shouldn't be consuming on a daily basis. 
Yeah, and that makes sense. You, you can't deny all the great benefits uh, in the research on coffee, but if you have some gut issues, coffee may not be for you. If you've got irritable bowel syndrome, coffee actually activates the peristalsis and makes the gut move and can give you a diarrhea, which you don't want if you have a bowel problem. So you're right. I think that <laughs> yeah, it, it varies on the person. That's a good point. And now you had left your scientific career due to this chronic illness. Why didn't you go back to it once you were healed? What kept you away? So for me, I was doing animal testing and research, and that really went against my whole ethos in life. But I found myself pigeonholed into doing that if I wanted to have a career as a research scientist. So for me, that was part of finding a way to fulfill my purpose in a way that was fully in alignment with everything that I believe and that I feel. Um, I, I don't like killing animals. I don't like killing anything. Like I don't even step on a spider. So right. that really took a huge toll on me emotionally. And I think being able to eliminate that from my life, like made a huge world of difference in my recovery and getting better. Interesting. And with, uh, so pertaining to your diet, did you drastically change? Did you go more plant-based? And that was like one of your avenues of, of getting out of this fibromyalgia trap that you were in? At first, I didn't, but I would say over the past 10 years, my diet has changed fairly drastically. Uh -huh. I do tend to go more plant-based, um, although I am pescatarian, so I mm -hmm. eat fish. That said, I, I pretty much don't do any dairy whatsoever. So vegan in that aspect, but like not, not completely vegan. I just find that eating a healthy diet, eating a lot of anti-inflammatory foods, uh, avoiding a lot of the processed sugars that are out there, avoiding the things that are packaged with chemicals and other additives, right. not eating things that contain food dyes. All of that has made, a, I would say, a very profound impact on my health and overall well-being. I just think like the more clean that you eat in general, like if you can make your own things at home or get food from places or brands that you know that are being sustainable and organic and just really putting good things into the food, you are going to see... Uh, a night and day difference in your health. Yeah, I love that saying that the food shouldn't have ingredients, food should be ingredients. And the best way to take that to heart is <laughs> yeah. like you said, make it at home. Then, then what's the ingredient? Hey, Absolutely. it's this food. <laughs> there is no little word you yeah. can't pronounce on the, on the back of the package. That makes sense. Let me ask you, you, you your, your <laughs> latest right. book. Yeah, well, I want to talk about your latest book. It's Vibrational Healing, Attain Balance and Wholeness and Understand Your Energetic Type. Share with us the basic concept behind this interesting book. So the basic concept is that there is not a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness and that you should find the things that are going to work for you, whether it's diet or exercise, meditation, mindfulness practice, even affirmations, based on your unique constitution type and personality type. So both Ayurveda and Chinese medicine use a five-element approach to health because it helps right. you to understand your constitution a lot more. And so this book is help you, going to help you identify what your constitution is and how that pairs with remedies that are already out there and different types of meditation and mindfulness so that you can find the things that, that are likely to work for you so that you can find something you're going to be happy with and be consistent with. Yeah. I know I've had a couple guests on the show sharing how all living things have vibrations, including the food we eat. And it's a fascinating topic that's backed by some pretty respected folks like Nikolai Tesla and Albert Einstein. <laughs> I mean, this is, this yeah. is, yeah, right. I mean, it's like, I don't believe it. What? <laughs> how can you not believe this? <laughs> and that, that's fine. Hey, interesting. Absolutely. 
you know, I always try to project positive vibes to my patients. And one guy travels to see me from South Carolina, and he asked me if I knew why he drove so far to see me. And I said, because I'm helping with your neck. And he smiled and said, nope, I pass 100 doctors that can help my neck on the way to your office. It's your positive vibrations, that upbeat, contagious, contagious energy. It stays with me for days. And, you know, it really hit me. It's it's not about doctors treating and writing. It's about vib- the energy that you project, right? Isn't that big factor? And the opposite can happen where it can be negative can affect you as well. Um, absolutely. And I think we're starting to see that even back in the, the scientific research. Like, we know now, like, that your purpose and being happy plays this huge, huge, huge role in your overall well-being. Like, it can even boost your immune response and lower cortisol levels in the body and balance your hormones. And this is just by being happy, not like getting a good night's sleep, not eating a good diet, just by being happy because that raises your vibrational frequency. Right. And of course, people are hearing, say, oh, that's easier said than done. You don't know the stress I'm going through, my kids, this and that. So, you know, how did people just break out of the, get, get out of their mind? You know, everyone's all in, they're always in their head and they can't just appreciate the wonderful things around them because they're focusing on the few bad. Is there any tips? Is it visualization? Is that something you practice? I do. One of the things that I would recommend to do is a five sense check-in. So mm-hmm. this is a technique where you are going to Going back to the moment by looking at your five senses, like what are you smelling in the moment? Uh, what is it that you taste? What do you see? Uh, what do you feel? Like what sort of like sense uh, of touches around you? Are you sitting down? Are you standing up? And lastly, what are you hearing? When you're mm-hmm. able to tune in with those five things, that can bring you out of that headspace really quickly into the present moment so that you can really sense the things that are going on around you. Got that. So a lot of people, if they're, you know, hearing some negativity, they can actually go focus on visualizing different other things. In other words, don't let one sense mess up the others because you can find positive things. If you're taking a walk and you're upset, you're stressed out, smell the fresh air. There's a good sense, right? Feel the sunshine on your skin. Is yeah. that kind of, kind of what Absolutely. you're saying? Yeah, that's awesome. That's good advice. I, I know also in your book, you talk about um, something that affects every human being in some capacity, lack of focus, that brain frog. What are some proactive steps people can take to clear out the brain fog? I really think that the diet goes a long, long way in that and helping to get rid of the inflammation in the body. Of course, there's many other ways other than diet to get rid of inflammation. Like one of the things I found a great resource, for example, was an infrared sauna, Uh, getting out and moving on a daily basis. Just the things that you can do to start getting the mind functioning more properly, that's going to help to elevate your mood and your morale and your motivation like so that you can just take the next step forward and continue on with your journey. It doesn't have to be a big solution. Just take these small solutions and do them consistently every day, and then you're going to see progress. Yeah. And you know what I actually do when times are tough with me and I'm always happy and in a great mood and people don't, do you ever in a bad mood, they say to me. And actually, you know, I have stress and I have trials and tribulations and I smile even when I'm sad or stressed. And I've learned you fake it till you make it. If you fake a smile, your body doesn't know the difference eventually and you become happy. That's true. That's really, very true. It really works. So I'm smiling now as my cat's tr- scratching me. So I'm trying to avoid it by smiling. I don't. I don't see it scratching me down below. That's great. And uh, we haven't talked about your TEDx talk. I truly resonated with the concept that you shared. A source of well-being isn't in the physical body, but rather living your life's purpose and being happy. Share what that means. Your life's purpose. How do we find it? 
So there's different ways that people hone in onto purpose. And I think that a majority of it comes from two different pieces. Piece one is what your innate talents and gifts are, those things that you do really well and you enjoy doing. When you take that and you combine it with the personal experiences that you've had in your life, I think that's where you are going to find what your purpose is. Like we've all gone through some kind of pain or trial or tribulation, and that usually shapes us in a way that we want to make life better for other people so that they avoid those particular situations. So when you take these things together, like, hey, what am I good at? And what do I find meaningful, either based on my experience or the experience of my loved ones? You can really hone in on something that's truly meaningful for you to where you can devote your purpose to that. And I think that purpose changes with time. Um, but being able to figure out what is most meaning for you in the moment, if you combine those two factors, you're going to be able to hone in on something. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I asked William Shatner, how does he stay so happy? He's almost 90 years old, and he shared a neat little concept. He said, if if you don't wake up excited about what you're about to do, don't do it anymore. <laughs> and so many of us go to work and yeah. we're miserable for years and years and years and years. And, you know, it's it's so exciting for, to hear him say that because I'm that way as well. You know, wake up and be excited about what you do. And if you love children and you're, you know, a cashier person and you don't get around kids, maybe you need to be a kindergarten teacher. Be happy, right? Everybody has their little place in this world that I think a lot of us don't find. Absolutely. And I think if we spend a little bit more time self-reflecting, finding those things that we really do enjoy, for those people who have the courage, you can move into doing that as a lifestyle or even a career. Yeah, that's great. What do you find uh, peace and, and serenity in that you do? What's your What's your go-to outlet to to kind of escape? I really love teaching and motivating and inspiring other people. Just using the knowledge base that I have and my own experience, I think it provides a very positive message for people. Like one, that you don't always have to have all the answers when you start. Like you just keep taking that next step forward. And then for people to be able to to see me and to know that, hey, I was able to overcome something that Western medicine says they're is no cure for. I think that is huge. Like it's just very inspirational to people. So being able to do that and help others to better succeed with their life is really what keeps me going and what I feel that's my sense of purpose. That's great. And I think you're like me. You like to, to, to share something with somebody that's going to make a difference in their life and see that look of the aha moment, right? Where they kind of clicks yeah. and they go, wow. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, why didn't I realize that myself? It's kind of we just kind of open the door for them, and then man, unbelievable things happen. And you know, I think that that's uh, you know what I commend you with. You know, you you suffered from this debility. I mean, people, I, I have patients with fibromyalgia, folks. It's uh, if you've never had that or know anybody that does, you don't want to get up in the morning. You, you you're in pain. You you don't want to go out and speak at TEDx. You don't want to write books. You don't want to be on radio shows. No. You're miserable. So to have you here doing all of that, so hopefully our listeners that are suffering that don't have hope are now getting renewed hope and they can learn from, you know, like you said, they'll have that aha moment from you. And that's what it's all about. Is it not just passing on the torch? Absolutely. I think that we find the most joy in life when we're able to help other people succeed. So everything that I do, I try to make it an effort towards serving others and their highest potential. Yeah. Fantastic. In the uh, minute or two we have left, is there anything else you want to share that we didn't cover today? Well, I am working on my second book currently, so that's exciting Great. news. I'm hoping to have that come out within the next couple of years. Um, it's always amazing to me how long it takes to actually get a book published. 
So but true. That's the most exciting thing that I am working on at the moment. It's so true because, uh, you know, my book took six years and, you know, people just hold it in their hand and then thumb through it. It's like you don't realize what you've got in your hand, how long it took to get there and then <laughs> yeah. to get it published and then to market it. I have such a respect for authors now that my books come out because, you know, I've interviewed them for, you know, 25, 30 years and I didn't get it. Now I get it. So I, I feel for you and I know what you're going through because I'm in that point too. And uh, same with movies. You know, we watch a movie and it's an hour and a half, two hours and it's over. It takes years to make a movie. You know, people don't realize or even TV shows yeah. sometimes take months and months and months. So, you know, I wish you all the best. You know, hopefully you, you drink uh, some nice uh, herbal tea and stay up and stay focused on that. That's great. We look forward to having you uh, back here and sharing that with us as well. So thanks so much. You know, great information. I hope uh, you guys listen. You're learning from Jaya. Jaya Myra, it's easy to remember and it's a fun name to say. So what you want to do is you just want to add a .com to that. Visit her website to learn more and to get your copy of her latest book, Vibrational Healing. It's jayajayamira.com. And while you're there, be sure and sign up for her free ebook and receive her top three tips for a healthy lifestyle. You can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at jayajayamira. From my daily Facebook and Twitter post, I'm at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Jaya share something today that somebody you know would benefit from hearing, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com. And peruse our podcast library and share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is just too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.